0: Hey there. I'm Lucas Fitz. If you know me, you know two things to be true. I love a good pair of denim and I'm always here for the stories. When I first got into the heritage goods movement and buying intentionally, I looked to American Field as an industry leader in connecting cool brands to cool consumers. There's nothing better than hearing the story behind how a big idea grew into a business. Now we're bringing it online and inviting you to join in the conversation, whether you're watching or listening along from wherever you call home. I'll be hosting these fireside chats, intimate, personal looks at the inner workings of some of our favorite brands on our AF network. So sit down, grab a whiskey or coffee or beer, and ride along as we shine the spotlight on real people and real stories. This is AF Fireside. Today's episode is presented by Jamestown, a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers. Learn more at jamestownlp.com. All right. Hey, welcome to AF Fireside. I'm here with one of my favorite people to sit down and chat with. We have not hit record. We've been sitting here for a half hour, just shooting shit. Here's my buddy, Tyler Russell. He is the big man behind HFA goods.
1: Welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, Thanks for having me, Lucas. Glad to have you. How's things? Uh, Everything's good, man. Um, You know, same stuff, different day. Kind of kind of part of my, my year right now, if you will. Um, you know, with, uh, with a big, I guess, uh, sigh of relief with, uh, with everything that's going on and, yeah. um, feeling good about, uh, you know, kind of where we're at in the world. Uh, you know, you and I clearly just spoke for a long time about kind of that exact thought and that feeling. Uh, yeah. So
0: a lot of opportunities on the table now that I would not have dreamed about even six yeah. months ago, even Christmas time, yeah. I guess Christmas time feels like years ago, doesn't it?
1: It does. And, uh, you know, and it, you, you're starting to get those, you know, random notifications on your phone saying, oh, expect, you know, full football stadiums, you know, in the fall or 12 uh, year olds can get vaccinated. Um, so a lot of just positive, uh, you know, tidbits, of information flown out there that, you know, uh, definitely brighten your day.
0: We could truly have a hot boy summer. We could. We it's could. it's actually, possible.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already thinking of ways to make it happen.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's just got to get the speedo out. Cool, man. Well, obviously I'm super familiar with the brand. Uh, Carry up HFA wallet with me every day. Uh, Break down what HFA goods is for anyone that is not yet familiar with the brand.
1: Yeah, totally. HFA goods is a, is a company that I started, um, as like a side hustle passion, I guess, you know, back in 2018, um, with the idea in mind that I was sick of, uh, you know, I'd, I'd lost my wall and I was, I was sick of wasting money on, you know, big box stores or, you know, crummy Amazon pieces. Uh, you know, when maybe I wasn't as financially responsible, I guess, as I am right now. Um, you know, and didn't care about sustainability and didn't care about, you know, where stuff was coming from or how it was made. Um, so that's kind of how it was, it's kind of how it came to fruition and, and people actually started you know buying it and liking it uh to the point where you know multiple people were asking me for it and uh you know I was having huge delays you know making things for people because I was so backed up and uh um that was my 2019 and in 2019 you know obviously ended with uh you know with 2020 being COVID and everything right, that right at came. The beginning. you know yeah everything that uh you know right when I thought I kind of started to figure out you know what the brand was you know shaping into and uh, you know, started to kind of gain a little bit of momentum with, um, you know, not only making online sales, but getting into kind of in-person pop-ups and markets and everything like that, which is where I, I truly have the most fun and, and find the most joy. Um, you know, and then it's like, boom, here's a, here's a door that we're going to slam in your face. And, um, you know, that little, that little 14 months that you had, that was pretty cool. Uh, that's over with now because, you know, now you're going to, you know, you're going to live on your couch and, uh, you know, you're, you're basically going to do these, these zoom meetings for the rest of your life. So uh, all in all, here we are, it's 2021. Um, you know, and, uh, HFA is, is a brand that's kind of grown into more than just the small men's, uh, wallets that I was focusing on and belts and it's turned into, uh, women's products and backpacks and, uh, other small knickknacks and accessories. And, uh, I'm sure you're going to ask the question kind of, you know, what's, what's the future look like, you know, down the road or whatever here. So I won't, I won't answer that now, but, um, everything's good with it. And it's something that, um, you know, I've seen grow naturally over the course of the last two and a half years. And I can not be more excited about where it's, nice it's going to go here in the future.
0: It's awesome. I, I love talking to you about, uh, the brand because, uh, you have a relationship with your business, um, that I don't, that I don't hear. I don't hear all You talk about HFA, like it's a friend of yours, you know, like, oh, like it really is yeah. this entity, not like it's a separate personality that you have, but like at HFA is a friend that you, um, are in an alliance with, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not your whole life. I I want to talk a little bit more about the balance, uh, that you, that you've struck up, but I'm realizing now, you know, in, in now you're, you're talking about the the wallets that you make, the belts that you make. We haven't had a ton of makers on the podcast yet. I think the the last makers that we talked to were probably in the first like five or six episodes. Uh, and we really didn't talk about the distinction between maker and brand builder. So I'm curious if you can speak to, you know, those are two very separate hats, Um, Yeah for, totally. you know, building a business and physically making, making the goods. And I'm wondering when they intersect.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's interesting because that's like, that's like something that I like clearly ran into, you know, and came to kind of like a, a full on, you know, uh, small car crash, you know, back, um, you know, end of, end of 2020. Uh, so at that point, you know, I'd been running HFA for, um, pretty, I would say pretty, um, successfully, solidly, like, you know, it was, it was again, gaining steam for a, a solid two years, um, you know, and, you know, have just gone through, you know, a pandemic, right. Just like everyone else did, you know, and, and for me, um, you know, I, I, do HFA, you know, as you just kind of mentioned as to, you know, it's not a full-time job for me. It's something that uh, I'm only able to dedicate so many hours to based on my actual full-time job. Right. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation that, uh, I'm sure we'll have, but, um, you know, essentially, Um, you know, I was using HFA as an outlet to kind of escape, uh, you know, kind of the pandemic and, um, and, and staying really busy, but using it as kind of like a mental, uh, like it was like my, it was my sanctuary, you know, it was my place where, you know, I, I, I could, you know, turn off the news or, you know, kind of do away with the day to day to, to focus on, you know, something that I'm passionate about, which is, you know, making stuff for other people. Um, you know, and as, as the the pandemic kind of grew and grew and grew, um, and I had this passion going for HFA. It was like, you know, you could clearly see that there's going to be like a head on collision at some point, because, you know, when there was no, uh, you know, no telltale signs of, you know, any of anything opening up and just constant negativity as far as um, you know, what you're going to be able to do, you know, when you're going to be able to actually see your friends who you're able to hang out with and so on and so forth. Uh, it was time for me to just kind of have a, a sit down meeting with myself as the, uh, as the maker and also as the um, brand builder to kind of figure out what, what actually is the plan. You know, is, is, is this something where I'm just cool with making one thing at a time and, and pushing out there and taking a picture of it and and saying, Hey, this is a a really unique item that's made by hand, so on and so forth. Or uh, do I want to dig a little bit deeper into um, you know, what this piece actually is, how it's actually made the story behind it, why I'm doing it um, you know, and kind of create more uh, of a cohesive brand, I guess. So um, back, like I want to say before the holidays of, of, 2020. Um, I had that meeting with my, with my friend that is HFA, which is also, you know, my biggest enemy, uh, which is HFA because I'm the same right. person that's, you know, doing both, you know, you so had a staff meeting. I had, a, I had a huge staff meeting. We yeah. sat down uh, around, a, a basically a, a huge table. Um, and I just had to look at myself, you know, in the mirror and say, Hey, you know, what is, you know, what is the actual goals here and how are you going to make it work? You might have to take a step back. And, and that's ultimately what I did.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. I think that, you know, uh, obviously huge loss, huge, uh, toll on humanity and the country and politically. And all. Like, obviously there's a lot of terrible things that came out of the last year. Sure. So. Sure. Um, but I have heard that sentiment echoed, not just, not just in myself, not just in close friends that like there, there was a, a big blessing in being forced to stop and think about things. And you use that time, uh, in a, in a very honest way that i I'm not sure a lot of other people did. Um, yeah. and that, and that way that you did end up kind of coming to this conclusion that, yeah, I got, I got to pause and think for a second and do some restructuring. And you were very public about that to, yeah. to, you know, your, your fans and followers that, you know, HFA is going to take a pause. I think it was
1: what, well, after Christmas till Yeah, it was, um, um so in February. I, I think, I, I think I notified people or I, you know, I started telling people through, you know, uh, email communication and, uh, and Instagram mostly, um, I want to say like um, before Thanksgiving, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, knowing, knowing that, uh, you know, for, for a lot of small makers, a lot of small businesses, you know, that four week push from Thanksgiving to Christmas is, you know, most likely uh, your busiest time of year when it comes to orders and, uh, and sales and everything like that. So I felt like the right thing to do was notify people that, you know, I was going to stop taking orders, you know, the, the first week in December. Uh, And I wasn't going to do what I've done in in years past, which is, you know, work right up to December 19th and then try and, you know, jam 20 things in the mail, you know, on the 20th and hope they got there and be the, you know, be the hero outside of Santa, you know, uh, for the holiday season. And then when you factored in the issues that, you know, USPS was having this, um, you know, this winter and everything like that. that it was, it was pretty easy for me to say, Hey, you know, this is going to be a hard stop for me and anything after this point, you know, it's going to wait until 2021, whenever I get back to, you know, working again after I take, you know, a small hiatus and, and people were very understanding of that. Right. And I think that, you know, there was one or two orders that I was able to, you know, kind of you know, under promise and over deliver and get, get them there on time or whatever. So, you know, people felt really good about, you know, their purchase from me and, you know, obviously that's great to be able to do that. Um, but rather than stretch myself so thin and try and work right up to the, you know, right up to the the final day. Um, I just chose not to do that. Totally.
0: So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that break that you took is, is super cool. Obviously like somebody, like, a. uh, Filson's not going to step away for two months. Patagonia is <laughs> not going to step away for two months. Yeah. So there's, there is a little bit of a luxury there, I'm sure, with the relationship that you have to the brand versus someone who, you know, you still have a full-time job, right? Like you're, it's not affecting yeah. your income. It's affecting your income later because you're, you're really investing that that time. And I think about it. So I'm wondering if you have like a, a good takeaway or two that you learned in that time that has yeah. changed the um, way that you operate the brand now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think, um, you know, I think I could probably, I could probably go on for a long time if I really wanted to, uh, about this because, you know, just, just take, take the brand out of it itself. And just, you know, as like a, as a human being, um, you know, being, uh, so driven and kind of, uh, you Know living in this hamster wheel that we all do on a daily basis, I think it's something that every person should do, regardless of having a side yeah. hustle, regardless of having a second, third job or you know, a passion or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, the main takeaway for me was like just as just as a you know, just as a person, you know, taking a, a little bit of a hard reset, uh, and I'm going to use that term twice now on this call. I like
0: um,
1: that. a little bit of a hard reset, um, I think was, was really just great for my sanity, right? Was able to, you know, rethink about uh, a lot of the ways that. Not only I were not not only that we're affiliated with HFA the brand, but also uh, Tyler Russell, the maker of the brand, and Tyler Russell, the the person who's you know outside of the brand as well. You know, so that that's probably number one. Uh, number two, um, you know, the one thing that I was dealing with a lot, you know, before uh, you know before kind of you know doing this little shutdown for for three or three and a half months was uh, just putting a lot of thought into the way that uh, I was kind of operating the business and knowing that you know I had two years straight of kind of just winging it right it was it was essentially you know this felt good at the right time so i'm going to do this or i should be offering this because that seems like it's the next progression in this system or i should go to this show because uh i know that it brings in three to five thousand people and that could be x amount of dollars right but i never really thought about like okay what about the apartment i live in or what about um you know all this material that I have sitting around in a, you know, in an 800 square foot apartment and, uh, right. and how much I'm really not using it. Right. You know, and I'm offering at the time I was offering, you know, multiple different products and multiple different leather options. Um, you know, and anyone who's familiar with le- leather knows that that's, you know, that adds up to hundreds of square feet of, of leather, um, you know, that we're sitting here. And if you sell one wallet from, you know, uh, one style of leather, that's great. Right. But it, it's, it's ultimately wasted overhead. Right. So, um, you know, I decided to kind of scale back the business in the sense that I wasn't going to offer people as many options. Um, you know, after I did the shutdown, I was going to focus on, you know, one or two types of leather so that I could keep my overhead down. Um, you know, I'm sure to some people that, you know, was probably great. And to other people, you know, um, what I've been able to do is I've been able to, you know, offer you know, just custom options. Right. Um, really. You know, where, where the stuff that I have. Um, you know, there might be a slight upcharge or whatever with some of the, you know, fancy, le- fancier leathers that, you know, I don't typically use, but I'm working all in natural veg stand. Um, I'm doing all of my accessories in like a, a pine green. Um, and it's just, it's been able yeah, uh, it's, it's just kind of like, it's just been a huge weight lifting off my shoulders. Like every time I turn, you know, in my, my quote unquote workshop here, like every time I turn around, I, it doesn't feel like the walls are like closing in on me. Right. So, right. um, being able to rethink about that and and how I was, uh, you know, operating the business. And, um, you know, from that standpoint would probably be the the second big takeaway. And the third takeaway was just rethinking about the brand and and actually having like an idea in place of like what I wanted the brand to look like from like a cohesion standpoint, you know, and, you know, uh, I'm not saying like, I'm, you know, some super talented, like photographer, super talented, like creative designer, anything like that. But, you know, for the most part, it was like, I like this picture. I'm going to take it people are going to like it. This is cool. You know, but then I was like, this picture doesn't look anything like this. It doesn't tell the story that you're trying to tell. And I kind of thought about, you know, ways that I wanted to just kind of, you know, uh, put the brand out there, I guess, you know, in the overall marketplace, you know, which a little bit of consistency goes a
0: long way.
1: Exactly. And and I know, you know, as as someone who, you know, has, has been doing that for a long time, like me and you had conversations as far as, you know, what that looks like, you know, for uh, a brand and a maker, right. As opposed to, you know, a guy who, you know, uh, wears denim on Instagram, you know, like that, that's going to look different. Right. But as long as you're, as long as you're, you know, telling the story behind it, and as long as you're, um, you know, there's a why behind it, I guess, which is, I guess, kind of what I've been asking myself a lot, you know, recently, you know, since I've taken that break is like, why did you do that? Or, 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 or why are you doing this now? Or, what, what could you be doing differently because of X, Y, and Z, you know? So, um, a lot of good takeaways, like I said, I could go on for hours if I wanted to, but, um, all, all positive stuff.
0: Would you say that, um, you know, looking back, I know it hasn't been a ton of time since, since the reboot, but looking at the old business model versus now let's, let's go to the buzzword, right? Topic of the day is sustainability was the old business model uh, eventually going to hit a point where it wasn't sustainable anymore.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah. like, I, I think that uh, you know, I'm I'm a pretty humble person. Uh, but like I said, I mean, I've I had to have that you know that that conversation with myself. You know, essentially at the dinner table one night, that was like, listen, man, like you know, HFA is is great, and it's and it's it's been moving in the right direction. You know, for a couple of years now. Um, But this isn't going to work like this. This just isn't sustainable. Like, number one, like the the space that you're working out of just doesn't allow for you to just physically have this much stuff. Right. So um, like that's that's problem number one. Right. And then that turns into uh, issues with girlfriend that turns into issues with uh it becomes a turf you know, war yeah it becomes a <laughs> turf war now between me leather and uh and another human being right um you know it's just like overall just sense of clutter which is, is something that i guess like in my in my personal life it's just something that uh really like clutter it's in a,
0: 800 square feet you're not yeah. uh, this is not yeah. uh yeah the geneva i mean it might be the geneva convention that's that's not yeah. a ton of space with those big leather rolls <laughs> Cool, oh, man. So, so when we talk sustainability, um, obviously, there's, there's kind of two different definitions. We've touched this, this personal and sustainability, but you can't talk about sustainability without talking about the impact on our environment and our planet. Um, yep. Yep. Now, you're not pumping out the quantity. You know, we're, we're not talking about um, you know, boxes full of bags right? full of goldfish or whatever. We're not talking yep. about uh, straws yep. being eaten by turtles here. But one way that I think you make an impact, whether it is uh, conscious or not, um, is not putting more shit out in the world than there needs to be. Uh, and and the, maybe that's that's in part due to just the made-to-order nature of the product that you're doing. But I wonder if you can speak to, um, you know, the, the and made-to-order I know was a part of one of the factors of this kind of HFA reboot. You can yeah. speak to that experience about how Sure. making products to order, you know, somebody orders something on the site and then you make that, which is pretty common, I think in the leather yeah. craft industry, but not common across oh. all industries. How does that work for right. you? How does that work against you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, so the one thing that, uh, I've made a, a switch to, I guess, you know, to talk a little bit, kind of about the, uh, you know, the temporary shutdown, I guess, and, and what came out of it. Um, I was doing a lot of, you know, making for the sake of making, I guess. And I think a lot of that comes down to, uh, you know, still being new to the scene in the sense that like, you know, you're still, you're still trying to hone your craft. You're still trying to get better. You're still trying to, you know, uh, push as many sales as possible and you're, in you in and you're and you're, chasing, and you're, and you're also chasing that dollar sign. Right. So like, if you make more, you're, if you make more wallets, you're definitely going to make more money. Right. Like that's that's definitely the recipe, but it's, but it's truly not, you know? So um, so what I ultimately decided to do, and and again, you know, based on what I had for space, based on conversations I was having with a, with a girlfriend at the time now fiance um, it just, none of it was really adding up or syncing up well together. So um, rather than, you know, make a hundred different things and watch them sit here, you know, and take up space on a shelf that, you know, I already didn't have enough space on to begin with. Um, I opted to, you know, do everything made to order. So, you know, if Lucas fits orders a wallet for me on my website, you know, today uh, I tell Lucas, you know, you can expect your wallet in a a week or two, uh, depending on kind of where my order queue is at the point uh, at that point. Um, And it gets made specifically for you and it gets sent out specifically to you. uh, You know, and, and, and its footprint is, is very, very small, you know, and there's, there's um, you know, I I use like, uh, I mean, if you were here right now, you could see like, I mean, I save all of my scraps, you know, I I, I try and use every little piece possible to, you know, either do other odds and ends projects or put together small knickknacks or something like that. Like, um, understanding that, you know, um, you know, buying, you know, buying sides of leather isn't, you know, isn't exactly cheap for anyone who, uh, you know, isn't familiar. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot of leather and and it can be pricey depending on what you're buying. Like, of course, I want to be efficient with what I'm trying to do, and of course, I want really. to, uh, you know, find other ways to use leather. And, you know, I've done some stuff with like, you know, upcycling bags and, and, and you know, other materials and stuff like that, which uh, I think is great and, and kind of fits into that, you know, that that sustainable buzzword like you're mentioning right now. But, um, yeah, those are those are a couple couple of the uh, couple of the things I'm just focusing on that, uh, you know, were changes that I had to make. You know, as opposed to you know what I was doing in, in 2018, 2019, and, and, and most of 2020.
0: Totally. So would you say, you know, coming from, from your experience and, and uh, you know, what, what you've learned from the transition that you made say somebody was going, and I know you, you weren't, this isn't your transition, but say somebody is going from a hundred percent like it, it pre-made inventory to a hundred percent made to order. Is that sure. going to be the logistical headache that I would assume it is, or are you saying that it's easier than you'd think?
1: Um, I, that's a good question. I mean, I think, I think the, the made to order thing, uh, I think what you, what you need to figure out in that, uh, in that sense. And and this is what, uh, this is kind of what I dealt with and, and kind of, you know, there, there's still probably a little bit of a learning curve, I guess at that point, right? Like there was that time where I made, you know, uh, five of one wallet design in the same color, right. And it was there. And if someone ordered it great now, if no one ordered it, I go to, I, I, I go to an American Field show, maybe, and, and hope that. I ha- Oh, but wait a minute! There was COVID, so there was no right. there was no American Field, right? So now I'm sitting there with, you know, uh, a bunch of stuff, and right. So what did I do? I got creative, did some Instagram lives. I, you know, I did some you know AF um, lives, you know, that you guys were doing, right? Because I had inventory. Remember, remember for, like, that the first the first time in a while, yeah. And um, you know, so I think the big thing that really changes is you go from making. Um, you know, making on your own schedule, I guess, you know, as much as you want, you know, and and having that quantity there to having to think a little bit more about your order queue, right? If everything's made to order, how are you going to operate? How are you going to go through your orders, right? right? Are you going to, are you going to go from just, you know, who ordered last and, uh, or sorry, who ordered first and, you know, work, work through it that way, which is, you know, typically how I do things, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but then there's also things where you're like, Hey, you know what, this thing might take a little bit less time right. in this thing and might crank be a out a project. key fob
0: differently than a backpack.
1: Exactly. Yeah. exactly right. And, and so like, I'm going to push that out and maybe that person got their, their item in a day, right. As opposed to the person who's, you know, waiting for a backpack for a month, you know? So, right. um, I think what really the conversation that you really need to have with yourself, if you're going to make that switch is, uh, and even, even it would be the same thing if you're talking to people in other industries as well Is like, I think what really gets tested there is kind of your organizational timeline and, um, you know, the integrity of, of, of how you're going to go about doing, you know, sure. your it becomes like, more,
0: more about operations than logistics. Correct. Like.
1: Correct. Cool, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: Cool, dude. Well, before we talk about the future, I want to zoom out to, yeah. to one kind of big overarching question. And it's a conversation sure. I know that we've probably vibed on for, I don't know, a good 10 to 20 hours, just the two of us sure. on the phone before. Um, but you are super transparent about this being a part-time side hustle for you. Uh, And we've talked about what does it look like when it's not, or, you know, what are, what are the signs that you're looking for? Uh, I guess that's really the question, right? Looking from your perspective, if you can speak to maybe the maker community as a whole, or the the brand builder community as a whole, in your opinion, what are the road signs to look for that this side hustle could be a sustainable full-time career?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've, yeah, this is a, you know, this is the million dollar question that I ask myself, you know, a lot, right. And, um, you know, uh, I wish I had an answer for it. And, and if I did, I, you know, you would be talking to me about it as like a, you know, a full-time HFA brand owner you right. know, doing, doing this, you know, steering the ship, you know, all the time. Right. So, um, you know, but with that being said, I mean, I think that there's a lot of things that, um, you know, I don't say I'm necessarily out there like hunting for, or, you know, anything that like, um, you know, gets me better out of shape about sure. if I don't check this box or something, whatever, right. I'm, I'm really content with where I'm at right now. Um, right with that being said, like there's always those days where, um, you know, whether it's you or, or any of the other small makers out there, you know, where it gets brought up like, Hey, you know, have you ever thought about taking this thing full time? Or, Hey, have you ever you know, thought about this? And at the beginning, like, you know, probably the first year of doing HFA, it's funny. Cause I used to get that question all the time. It used to be like, it'd be buddies of mine. They'd be like, Hey man. So like, this thing looks like it's blowing up. Like, you know, you got 312 followers. Like, when are you taking this thing full time? And I'd be like, but, do you understand that I made like $33 like over the last two weeks, <laughs> right. right? Like times that by two, like I just made 66 bucks like this month, you know, like, what do what are you, what are you doing with that? You know, so, right. uh, it, right, right out of the gate, it was like, hey, you know what, um, you know, it wasn't even a thought of mine, you know, just from right. like a financial standpoint, obviously like, there's the
0: financial marker. Yeah. 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 And that's right? going to be perfect. personal.
1: Right. And that's, and that's, that's exactly it. Right. Like if you can't, if you can't get past that barrier or, you know, cross that, you know, um you know you can't get through that hoop i guess um you know then, then it's gonna be tough but uh, i think i've, I've spoken with a, a bunch of different people and kind of gotten their mindsets on it um i know you know luke from from commonwealth provisions pretty well and sure. um i was chatting with him recently and like you know his stories is a phenomenal one um you know and he kind of gave me some feedback on you know what the markers were for him and, and uh you know kind of put it into perspective you know um kind of where my mind is at with the whole thing or whatever, but to hear it from another maker, I think is, uh, is really cool. So like, you know, w- when are you, you know, when are you comfortable, you know, taking a step back from your full-time jobs so that, you know um, what you're doing with an HFA or whatever you're doing with your side hustle is like going to be able to provide a life for you that, you know, you're okay living, you know, understanding right. that it's probably going to be, um, you know, a little bit of a step back and you're probably going to be a little tighter on your, on your wallet, pun intended, Um, you know, with this new life being, you know, being a, being a small maker, but running it full time, you know? So I just, I haven't been able to, uh, and and I'll be the first to admit it. Like for me, you know, sustaining, um, you know, enough sales, you know, where I'm at right now, you know, pushing stuff mostly through e-commerce and Instagram and, you know, the pop-up shows, you know, when that, whenever they come back um, just isn't, isn't enough for me to, you know, be like, you know what? um, I'm going to quit my job and, uh, live like this, right. And live the life that I want to live. Right. That's number one. Number two, to be honest with you, I love my full-time job. So, you know, uh, it's not like I'm coming home every day being like, oh man, my life sucks. I'm cracking open a beer and sitting down at the workbench for eight hours because, you know, I I hated my workday. I enjoy what I do. Right. So I I like my full-time job. Um, so like, I'm basically like, you know, stretched, you know, out in the middle between two of these things or whatever. And like, depending on the day, like my head bobs one way or the other, and, Uh, And I'm totally cool with that. And and they vibe off of each other. And, uh, you know, HFA has been able to, um, you know, it's, it's kind of moved a little bit into kind of my full-time job and some of the relationships that I have with, you know, the families that I deal with on that side of things. And, uh, you know, there's been some back and forth or whatever, and there's actually been, uh, sales and growth, you know, you know, through those people and whatnot. And, um, you know, I've been made some, some great relationships and connections that I would have never made, probably just doing it on my own without the help of those people. So, um, I'm just not there right now is the, is the short and sweet of it. But, um, you know, I think for me, it's, it's, it's driven mostly by, by money at this point. Um, yeah. you know, the passion, the passion's there to do it. Um, but I also have a full-time job that, right. um, I'm extremely passionate about as well, yeah. where it's not as simple as being like, Hey, I'm going to quit my job because it stinks. And I'm right. going to just take a shot. At, aren't you, know, aren't take- you lucky? Aren't you a lucky yeah. duck? <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I hate I hate that question because I've been asked it before, and like I don't think there's a way you can come across like not sounding you know a little bit arrogant, I guess, in that situation. Sure. But and you know any of the small makers who are you know working, grinding late at night will understand this. Like when you come home fulfilled from a day of work, you know, with your full time job, and then you sit down and start a new project. You know, building something with your hands or, or making something like I do. Um, you just feel a little bit better, right? And and, yeah. and you don't, might not necessarily have to open that beer or, uh, you know, get into that headspace, you know, um, where you would if, you know, hey, had a terrible job at the office, boss screamed at me all day, didn't hit my sales numbers. Um, so I'm going to go home and, you know, I'm going to try and work on something, you know, I'm already in like a kind of a weird, awkward headspace. Yeah.
0: I know. So this, this is about you, not about me, but this is making me think of an anecdote. Um, when yeah. I left, when I left my job uh, in, in Whole Foods and I'd been in leadership for a while, I had a kind of a, a mentor boss that I was pretty close with. Um, and there was a, like a regional, regional guy. We'll, we'll call him Tom for this tense. Sure. Purpose. His name wasn't Tom. We're going to call him Tom. And he was just a total pain in the ass. And would come, you know, come and walk the store and be like, this is wrong. That's wrong. in a yeah. in a pretty constructive way, but in a way that, uh, derailed your train, <laughs> yeah, to say the sure. least. Yeah. And in the last visit before I before I, I you know I put my notice in, I was going I was going to AF, which was uh, yeah. you know I very much have a boss, very much have a structure, sure. but it's it's a startup, it's a different, totally different yeah. world. And yeah. I remember saying to this this mentor of mine, you know, I'm I'm not going to have to see Tom anymore. That that's nice. Yeah. And she said, I'll never yeah. forget it. You you have to be your own Tom now. You got to be the person that pushes yourself to make those hard decisions. And and I don't think I'm there yet. You know, I think uh, for me, that would be the the jumping off point where it's like, all right, once you can be your own Tom, you can be the person that held you accountable or responsible, however you want to put it. Um, Mm -hmm. Then that's that time. But I I also think, and to play devil's advocate, I, I think that something that that person who is very much a corporate entity could not relate to because of that person's career is how lonely that can be. Uh, it's, it's very lonely to be the entire staff and to make those decisions and to have to you know, uh, think about the time we talked to common ground on the, on the podcast and yeah. we talked about, you know, firing yourself or firing your significant other for a yeah. job that you're hard at. That's yeah. fucking hard, man. That's, yeah. it, it is really, really lonely. And I've, and, and I've learned only recently how important it is to come home and talk about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. And that's, and that's yeah. And I, and I, uh, trust me, that's like something that I I get pushed for a lot as well, you know, from, uh, for my fiance is, is to have those conversations and yeah. you know, trust me, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. And you just mentioned yeah, that, like trying to get better and, and talk through that, you know, kind of hard stuff that maybe happened during the day. But yeah, I, I essentially for lack of a better term, and, and I listened to the common ground podcast, uh, podcast, you know, way back when it released, you know, a handful of months ago. And I, and I, and I remember them saying that multiple different times and, and it stuck with me since it's like, I essentially fired, like I fired and rehired myself, you know, back when I shut the, shut the brand down, you yeah. know, in, in November, December of last year, it was, um, you know, I, I don't really, I, I don't look at it as a, as a negative. I look at it as, um, you know, Hey, listen, like the way that the, you're doing the company right now, man, like it's just, it's not going to work and you're just going to continue stressing yourself out about it. So, yeah. you know, why don't we, why don't we fire you and why don't you take a little bit of a breather and then rehire, we'll, we'll rehire you after you kind of cool right. down a little bit and figure out, you know, maybe the new game plan moving forward, and, uh, and lo and behold, you know, here I am, you know, I think, I think I relaunched in, in early February, uh, and what's today end of May now it's crazy. Um, so it's been February, March, it's been four months. And, um, just like the, 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 the weight that was lifted off my shoulders by, by doing this, just how much more, um, freedom I have from like a, from like a space standpoint, like yeah. some of these things that, um, you know, I was constantly worried about on a daily basis. Like, um, I just don't worry about anymore. Right. And, and, and for me, like, um. Yeah, it wasn't easy to get. It, it, you know, it kind of stunk getting to that point. But um, know yeah, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at right now.
0: Well, wouldn't you say it? Maybe it's a little more sustainable.
1: A little more sustainable. <laughs> Today's episode uh, is brought
0: to you by the word sustainable. Cool, man. Well, I'm not gonna ask about the future because I want people to follow yeah. along. I want people to watch yeah. watch you determine your own future. I think you know where whatever you decide with the brand. I I really admire the way that you come about it and the self awareness that you have. <laughs> self awareness is also like the word word of the month, the word of the quarter around Mm -hmm. here. So always love to have a conversation with you about that. Uh, I know your books are open. your you know, your door's open for anybody that wants to continue the conversation. Where is the best place for
1: people to keep in touch with you? Uh, Mostly uh, somewhere on the interweb. Uh, My Instagram is HFA goods. Um, Internet is uh, HFA goods.com. Super simple. Uh, Sign up for the newsletter, Um, do a lot of email communication, stay in loop with everything. Um, But yeah, definitely the best places to reach me.
0: Cool, oh, man. Well, it comes with the highest recommendation. Check out HFA. Stay in the loop. Stay on that email newsletter. I love getting those, you know, before getting out of bed or before getting in the shower or sometimes on the <laughs> toilet. Who, who knows? <laughs> it's always a good read.
1: I hope it's the toilet. I hope. Yeah.
0: It's the toilet. <laughs> Dep- I don't do that. Dep- <laughs> Depends, man. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for your time. Great to talk. Thanks, buddy.
1: Talk soon. Awesome. Sounds thanks, good. You stay tuned. See ya. I'm Lucas Fitz and this
0: is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co and don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is presented by Jamestown, a global real estate investment and management company known for transforming spaces into innovation hubs and community centers. Learn more at jamestownlp.com.